<laughs> uh, welcome to our podcast. This is Tea Time with the Psychos. Our vision for this podcast is to highlight mental health issues and topics while fucking shit up and enjoying tea. I am Caitlin Keneally, a psychotherapist and licensed professional counselor by the state of Wisconsin. And I'm Elizabeth Nelson, just a psycho in training and a mental health advocate. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining, joining us. <laughs> Hello. Good morning or afternoon, I guess. Yes, it is afternoon. <laughs> it could be the evening for you as well, yeah. but whatever it is, hopefully it's good. Yes, welcome to episode 11. <gasps> One one. I know, right? Well, the biggest news is it is one one, but we got five hundred downloads. Oh, it seems so the coolest. Like on one hand, it's like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But then on the other hand, it's just really neat to have like at least connected to people yes. that we're not even sure that we've connected to. Yeah, absolutely. And like, my hope is honestly that like at least hopefully they've learned something. At least taken one thing away. Yeah. And so I really really like that concept. Yes, I like it. Like, mine is usually three things. Like when I go to trainings, I'm like, as long as I take three things, <laughs> but maybe I need to reduce it to one. But yes, no, it's, I think it's good. Yes. I think it's good. Well, and also, um, we are dedicating this episode yes. to Nicole. Yes. Um, we, Liz and I did a self-care workshop for women's empowerment series together this um, February, um, and we got to meet a really great person. Her name is Nicole. Hopefully she's listening since this is dedicated to yeah, her. Yeah, right. Um, and she <laughs> asked for the content that we shared in that class was on self-compassion, which is what yes. we're talking about today. Um, and so uh, she thought that would be good for a podcast and so we thought we dedicate it to her yes and then also we want to say hello to angie yeah <laughs> who is a nearby neighbor um and i do were you communicating through facebook no this was oh, instagram oh instagram so yep. kk we had a, a little discussion today i will be more active on it but so kk is usually the one um, messaging on there but yeah i didn't know angie was listening so angie thank you she won um, our free mug because yep. we hit 500 listeners yep. and um, uh, she, I asked if anybody put their insight in um, and then we picked the one that we thought was the best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we hope you like your mug, Angie. Yes. And we hope you get something out of self-compassion today. Yes. All right. You ready? So yeah, because okay. self-compassion can be tricky <laughs> and not tricky. Um, or, but okay. yeah, so start us off. What okay. do you think we should start with? So I will, self-compassion. All right, let's start the, this. What is the first thing that comes to your mind when I say self-compassion before I get into, like, a definition or anything like that? I know. I, when I think of self-compassion, before I think of any definition, I just think it's, like, caring for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so kind of immediately, like, I go to um, self-care. But I don't think it's that. But, like, in my mind, I, like, associate sure. those two things with each other. But. Yeah. And, and I think you're spot on in the sense that self-care is, like, the umbrella, right? And I think underneath that is self-compassion, self-esteem, self-like. So those are kind yes. of, like, offsets. Oh, I can already it. see this image <laughs> getting made. Yeah. So I do feel self-compassion is a component of self-care. So I think that yes. that makes sense. So here's the definition that I like. You can let me know what you think. Okay. So self compassion, uh, the, the ability and practice of holding yourself 
amidst failure, disappointment, and suffering of any kind, and in the face of these uh, contractions to uh, still be able to offer myself love and kindness. So basically boiled down to even in the midst of adversity and all these other things, you are still giving yourself grace or you are still compassionate with yourself. So I always like that No, I like it. Um, And KK had shared that one with me just a little bit ago. And I think that it just really hones in on that forgiveness piece um, for yourself. And I think we always like forget that. Um, but I, so I think that that's why it's good because, right, mm-hmm. I always think of this self care, but then really, like, in self care, I, I do think about forgiveness, but I don't necessarily. And I think that that's where that self compassion, like, brings mm-hmm. that important piece forward. Right. And for, it's, this is something that I'm constantly working on. I feel like I'm constantly working on everything. But yes. the truth is, is that I'm probably my own worst critic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I'm reanalyzing, constantly thinking, I could have done this better, blah, blah, blah. But I, I have too been working on this um, myself for a long time. It's gotten a little bit easier again because I think I do it enough, but giving myself um, compassion in the sense of like, you don't have to do everything perfectly and not everything has to be done. Yeah. Um, I, and it's okay to fail, right? Yeah. Because. And I think, and maybe we'll talk about it in a little bit more, but I, we had a conversation back when we first had met about something. I don't know what we were talking about. We were probably drinking tea at your oh, house. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, we were talking and you were like, well, are you expecting perfection from them? Mm. And like, I so was, but like, you know, right. That's that idea of like, probably because I put that so much on myself and it's not realistic, but it's also not realistic to put it on other people. <laughs> sure. And so I think that since talking with you about that, that has like stuck with me about like that perfection piece. Like no one is fucking perfect. No. So. And we might as well own our flaws. Yes. Right. Um, I don't know. Oh, you didn't really watch Game of Thrones, did you? No. <laughs> Matt wanted me to get into it, and then we got into, like, Ozark, I'm sure, and all these other things. Well, it just makes me think of, you know, Tyrion and just being when he's talking with Jon Snow, for all of you fans (laughs) out there. I'm a big Jon Snow fan. Just, like, how about owning your mistakes and owning your armor, right? So that nobody can ever use it against you. Mm -hmm. And when I work with people on self-compassion and when I work with myself on this, because I'm not immune to it by any means... I work with them to talk to them how they would talk to somebody that they love and they care about, mm-hmm. right? So I ask them to find a person. Like, who would you talk to, right? Whether it's your niece, your mom, your godchild, your aunt, somebody that you would talk to. They came to you with a problem. How would you talk to them? Yeah. And everybody, oh, well, I'd be compassionate, right? I would be understanding. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I would give them all this really good freaking advice, right? Yes. But then it's, well, why can't you say that to yourself? Yeah. And so it's this, you know, complete reworking of that. And so when you start, my number one thing I would tell you if you're going to start working on self-compassion because it's worth it, because you're worth it, is to talk to yourself the way you would talk to somebody you love. Mm -hmm. Okay? And if you can't picture that as yourself right now, totally cool. But then picture it as somebody that, you know, um, was going through that. So um, it's a really good way to start flipping that script and learning how to be compassionate with yourself. Yeah, because I think some of the... The talks that we don't have with ourselves because it's ourselves instead of other people. Like, oh, you're stupid or like you're an idiot or I can't believe that you did this or I can't believe you fell in love with that person or I can't believe you drove here and thought that this was here or I can't believe you took this this way or you know what I mean? And so I think that um, some of those are some of the things. I don't know if there's other things that come up with people who talk about like how they're not being self 
compassionate to themselves mm-hmm. where they're like saying these negative phrases on repeat about that stuff. I think sometimes, right, it comes down to what's the idea of beauty or what's the idea of your body image, mm-hmm. comparing maybe not to necessarily anybody else around you, but just thinking who you are and what your skin is and mm-hmm. who your organs, I don't freaking know, like, right, aren't good enough or they need to change when physically they probably are what they're supposed to be, like, mm-hmm. physiologically and biologically. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so you're right. It, it's hard to be compassionate with ourselves when we have negative self-talk, okay? Yes. Which negative self-talk is very, very very real, right? And so then when working with patients, it's important to find what's their cognitive distortion, right? So what is that? Di- what are the main distorted thoughts that are so coming up? So you're going to define cognitive distortion right now. <laughs> Before we move on, just for everyone, give a real... So real, everybody yes. has distorted thoughts, okay? Whether it is black and white thinking, whether it is overgeneralization, whether it is um, all of these different things. So cognitive distortion. So we have distorted thoughts, okay? That's just all of us. Mm-hmm. However, when it um, when the distorted thought affects us in a harmful way, that's when it becomes a cognitive distortion. Does that make sense? So, yep. like, if so, I will tell you mine. My biggest cognitive distortion, or the thing that repeats through my head, is I am not enough, mm-hmm. right? Like, and so how do I counter that, right? Like, I, I um, but the thing is, is that it's not. I, I knew it was a problem because it was repeating in my head all of the time, right? But I've had to find ways to counter that, mm-hmm. um, and so now it's every once in a while, but it still creeps in, and then I have to counter it. Yeah. So, is it as harmful as it once was no but at one point it was harmful so when it becomes does that make sense yeah yeah so your negative thoughts right on repeat in a harmful way can be part of that distorted thought um yes. and so co- there's a bunch of cognitive distortions that's a whole nother yes, <laughs> lesson and we can do it a whole nother podcast on cognitive distortions but in their more harmful forms that's it becomes a distorted thought and not just a thought and so people can take that and associate with negative thoughts that they have about themselves mm-hmm. that they're saying on repeat so yeah. right you identified that one and I would say mine is probably not enough or that I like I'm not good enough at Mm. what I'm doing so it's not that I'm not enough to be a part of it that just I'm not knowledgeable enough I'm not good enough you're not um, expertise enough which then brings in that expectation of perfection Mm -hmm. in my life but would your would your word be worthy then probably i think yeah yeah well it's something for you to think about too so this is no i haven't since we did this (laughs) but my gosh i don't know yeah yeah well and the cool thing i'm actually just had this conversation yesterday with a client so um i'm having them write down uh in between the next time we meet all of the negative thoughts that they're gonna have right Mm -hmm. so you actually write down your negative thoughts then what i'm gonna do is the flip the script activity that I'll work with them on, then we'll come up with cognitions that work for you. Because when you start this journey of uh, healing and these affirmations, you have to find things that work for you. So uh, uh, if a phrase came up and it was like, I am cool, that's not going to work for me because that doesn't hit home, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But now if it is the, I am enough, right? Mm -hmm. I am worthy. Those different things that hits home because of my distorted thoughts. So you actually have to, you know, put in some work and figure out which ones work. And a lot of times people will just be like, ah, that doesn't work. Well, probably, be, I mean, it's not going to work all of the time. It's not 100% follow proof, but also you have to find the ones that resonate with you. And so yes. if you can narrow it down to two or three and start that way, you'll have better outcomes yes. with it. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, so oftentimes to get to compassion, we have to first realize that we're not being compassionate, right? (laughs) So you're not being compassionate with yourself. So the next thing I try to work with people on is what is your definition of compassion, right? Like what does compassion entail for you? Um, So ultimately the things that I think of when I think of being compassionate is love, joy, connection, um, honesty, sincerity. I think of integrity. Mm, Yep. Humanity is probably pretty big up there for me. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know about you, but like 2021, I'm really trying to find my bliss. Like that's (laughs) my freaking word. And like, I have to say, I've been finding moments of them and now I just want it consistently because another thing, um, when we talk about emotions or when I talk about people with emotions, you know, like an upward spiral of emotions is going to be more of the joy, the bliss, the compassion, the love, uh, the integrity, like all of that up here. And when we're in more of a downward spiral of emotions, that's more of the anger, the resentment and those different types of things. So when you learn how about self-compassion it's also really important to learn where you are within those emotions are you on that upward spiral of emotions to feel those or are you on that downward spiral of emotions is your glass usually half empty or is it (laughs) usually half full right and so So. um self-compassion is huge because you communicate with yourself the most right you spend the most time (laughs) with yourself so you might like honestly if you're gonna take away anything another thing you might as well like yourself yeah right um and listen I work on this every day and I'm not perfect at it, but it's like, I spend a lot of time. So I kind of want to enjoy myself a little bit. Um, So uh, (laughs) I I do try that. Yes. And so this is the next piece that like I, when I talk about like self-care and like mindfulness comes to that. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't think I ever associated like self-compassion with mindfulness. But then when you start to dig into self-compassion, you're like, well aware, right? Because the mind is the connection into the change into all of it. So yes, mindfulness is huge. Mm -hmm. For sure. And again, learning about it in whatever context of, you know, it could be deep breathing, it can be relaxation of mindfulness, um, a lot of offering yourself phrases of compassion, right? So talking, that's that talking piece. Talk to yourself the way you would talk to somebody else compassionately. And this was going to be my next question for you. So, right, because we did this conversation a little while ago, so I've started to Mm -hmm. dive into this. Is it better if you verbally are saying it out loud? Like, sure. Is scientifically it going to work better for you or is it person by person to either mentally Mm -hmm. just say it because that's what you have time for and you've gone to work and you work in an office with a bunch of people but you're like this is when I'm going to set it aside and I'm going to say these cognitions Mm -hmm. which are were like affirmations Sure. Is it better to just to be doing it? Yeah. What I'm going to say to that is, number one, figure out how you learn best. Okay. Okay? Like, what's your style? Yeah. Right? What works for you? Mm -hmm. But the truth is, putting anything from your mouth to paper and then saying it out loud has a a better effect, right? Yeah. Uh, like, think about studying, right? Think mm-hmm. about, go back to how you learned best, whether it was note cards, whether it was this. And so tap into those things, right? Because what works for me probably won't work for you or for the next person, but it could. Yeah, and what is your favorite phrase when you say that? Piggyback it or stack it? What's your... <laughs> 
I don't know. Like you stack habits on habits so that you can continue to do it. This was in the Eau Claire or the planting Claire. seeds. Yeah, but you didn't say planting seeds. It's like you stack it with something that you're oh. enjoying, right? Like so, like you love getting ready maybe with your makeup. So you learn by note card. So you're gonna put the note card. Yep. You're gonna write it on the note card, and you're gonna while you're letting your freaking I don't know foundation dry a little bit before you touch something else sure right like then you go through them yes but what you say something Gosh, it'll come it. back to her i later. know i say a lot of things so i'm not necessarily <laughs> sure which phrase that was but if it was no, a gem uh, it was a gem oh, it, was. Uh, it will come back yes so okay. again while learning this talk to yourself the way that you would talk to somebody else but also figure out how that works for you so for me i have uh it written all over my mirrors right so the i am statements i say i'm right when i wake up in the morning i have the i am app i have Mm -hmm. the gratitude garden like i need to outsmart myself because the truth is i'll think of 150 ways to not do something yeah so how do i know i learn best is if i put something in front of my face and i'm forced to look at it and then say it out loud but anytime you take a thought and you put it from paper to mouth I feel like you're going to have better outcomes with that. Because even just in session, like, we can say things in our head over and over, but when do we start to feel it, right? Yeah. When, when does it become real? And a lot of times that becomes real when it's on paper or we're looking at ourselves in the mirror. Like, honestly, practicing this stuff in the mirror, I did this for months on end. So a book recommendation, if you're interested, whew, it was a tough one for me, which was Louise Hayes' mirror work mm-hmm. okay and literally like it sounds like oh my god you were just staring at a mirror doing these activities but like as somebody who doesn't cry like even made me cry like yeah. it was like oh whole. what day was that because I'm on day one <laughs> but I didn't make it past that, but. <laughs> wait till you get into it I feel like yeah. the first week is like gradually moving you into okay. things and yeah. Then, yeah but really powerful stuff and mm-hmm. so to this day because I practice those techniques because all my mirrors have I am statements because I'm outsmarting myself. I'm getting the app sent to yeah. me three times a day so that I repeat things three times a day. It yes. just, to me, it comes a little bit more natural. But as far as the compassion and talking to myself, I still am super hard on myself. Yes. So um, still an area that I absolutely need to work on. But mindfulness is huge. Um, when practicing self-compassion. Listen, I suck at meditation, but I keep trying it. Like, <laughs> I do. Hey, listen. I know I d- it's, I'm good at it, um, but I feel like it's because I've started probably three years ago, and oh. I started with, like, two minutes, five minutes, mm. two minutes, seven minutes, right? Like, <sighs> and I do, I do the, um, what app do I use? I don't know, the Breathe app, I think it's oh, called. Oh, sure. So, yeah. like, right, you get Jacqueline or Jacques, <laughs> and they get to talk to you. Um, yeah. So, it, listen, I suck at it, but I keep trying it because I know it's worth it and I know it does help out. So that's yeah. another way to kind of get into um, your mindfulness, compassion. Yep. And listen, the gratitude garden, I'm pretty sure that one's free. So, I know. I didn't look. I was forgot what you had told me, so I forgot. So the gratitude one. garden is really cool in the sense that you write down three things you're grateful for every day, right? So when I first got the app, I would do it in the morning. Um, but as I've become more familiar with it, I just do it when I remember, which is whenever I remember throughout the day. But the cool thing is is that you can set it up and it sends you old ones. So it's nice to see like, oh, wow, in 2016, I had this thought where I was, what I was grateful for. And gratitude can really shift and move you towards compassion because you're being grateful. And what I would say is it starts really small. I'm grateful to have my bed that I slept in last Mm -hmm. night because not everybody has that right now, right? I'm, I'm so happy for my health. 
right? Yeah. Because we listen, like we've been through a pandemic, those different yeah. types of things. So it doesn't have to be anything like, I think no. people, when I work with them, they're like, oh, I need to think of something grand. And honestly, no. No. It can be yeah. th- those very small things. Like the other day, I was filling up my gas tank. Um, not yeah. yesterday, but the other time. <laughs> um, and, uh, I was like, oh, my God, remember in undergrad when it was, like, you could only put a certain amount in and, like, you couldn't go over? Or, like, it made me think how, like, you only had, like, 20 bucks for the week to, like, spend on grocery food. And, like, now I don't have to think about those things. So, like, that is something that I wrote down that Mm -hmm. I was grateful for. Yeah. No, definitely. I think when I – because bringing it back to your, like, the mindset, either you're in the top – Mm. positive area or you're working to get there Mm -hmm. and so that's where I my journey started with writing things that I was proud of and now I'm going to the gratitude because right I think probably one of my negative self-talks and not being compassionate to myself is like I don't do anything that like I should be proud of but Mm. like at that time in my life, maybe taking a shower was something that I was proud of or it making breakfast for myself and giving myself enough time like I was proud of, right? Those are mm-hmm. maybe normal everyday things for people, but those can also be things that you're proud of. Well, and I we like that is- you said that too because what happens is oftentimes people, if we're going to talk about um, mental health and diagnosis, is a lot of times people who have anxiety or depression or kind of get into these moods, that's what we start with. We start yeah. with getting back to the basics. Listen, you came into my office today right? Mm-hmm. Did you brush your teeth? Okay, cool. Or are you yeah. going to do it afterwards? And so that's how you start planting the seeds and that's how you can start pulling yourself out of some of those moods. No, listen, it's not a fault. Like, no, it's yes. not 100% bulletproof yes. here. But again, it starts slowly building, right? If yes. you're grateful every day and you can start to build on that instead of having that negative mindset. Yeah. Well, and that's where I think like, because people talk about self-compassion, and I think we're, we want it. But I also think it's this big, scary kind of commitment sometimes. Mm-hmm. But so if you're not there, I think starting with that small gratitude thing. And then if you're there, then, like, this is what I'm proud of myself for. And then I think eventually, right, it brings you to that top of the mm-hmm. funnel that, you know, is upside down. Well, the funnel's not upside down. It's actually Upward the funnel. Spiral. Yes, Yes, thank you. And then you're, like, there, right? Mm-hmm. And it it almost helps you to continue and see the benefits in it if you've done that other work. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel like you're at the point to move to that step. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So there's lots of different ideas and different things. What I try to tell people, tap into what works for you, but also if you've tried it in the past, be willing to try it again. So, you know, um, if reading a book, right, Let's say that that's how you like to get done. Start with 10 minutes a day, right? Mm-hmm. And and put those things out. Or I tried to read that book or um, I tried meditation. Well, I'm still trying. So yeah. I don't know. Um, but again, tap into you as a person. Be compassionate towards yourself and figure out what might work. But then also push yourself. If you've never tried journaling, try freaking journaling, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And what I tell – and the number one thing, again, with all of this, I don't have enough time. Oh. You can find five to ten minutes a day. Yes. Right. You can. Yeah. And so that's where it's going to start. Um, and you're worth it. I mean, that's what it, I think this all really boils down to. And especially thinking about, like, the upward trend of emotions and the spiral up. Like, that's where we all say we want to be. The number one thing people say, <laughs> I want to be happy. Okay. Well, it just – that it takes work to yes. be there. And so yes. if you want to stay in that upward spiral, you have to do things that are compassionate towards yourself. And may feel uncomfortable at the time. So then that's a whole nother emotion that you have to like be ready to just accept 
you know, but that's part of being compassionate, accepting that you're uncomfortable in this situation, mm-hmm. right? I am accepting that my emotions may not feel the best at this time. Yep. But this is what I this is what my body deserves, you yep. know. Yeah, absolutely. Being gentle with yourself, being gentle with your thoughts, being all of those things. So I think that that's good. Yeah. Um, the power of self-compassion. So again, what what we what I try to teach people, what we learned about is that it starts with your self-talk. Yeah. <laughs> Hence why we are honing in on how you talk to yourself is so important. Another activity I would have you do is just if you're not aware, if you're like, well, I don't know if my self-talk isn't that good or whatever. Or I don't. Oh, yeah. Some people tell me they don't talk to themselves. I'm like, <laughs> whatever. What I would encourage you to do is just take a, maybe a couple days, take a day, take a couple hours and see what things pop into your head and just write them all down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Keep a journal or your phone is another way to do that Mm -hmm. and then then you can start to trace your patterns your behaviors and you'll actually be able to pick out oh my god why do I keep having the same thought it can be a really eye-opening activity for people to do so start with that start with how you talk to yourself and if you can't start with how you talk to yourself start with how you talk to other people that's what I was just gonna (laughs) say so like I'm sure and I'm not sure because I don't know those people who are telling you that like they don't talk to themselves I'm sure they're talking in their mind to other about other people right. for sure, and those are just as negative too. You know what I mean? Why are you caring what this person's doing or that person at the grocery store? I mean, I do a lot of the like when you're driving thing. Come on, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But sometimes that's negative too. And why is that negative? Mm-hmm. Why can't you be zen while you're driving? Why does that person have to affect your mental state? But right. yeah, that's well, all. Well, it very all accurate. adds up over time, and so that's where it's really important. So that's putting like our thoughts to paper to 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 speaking them, right? In the sense that if you continue, if you find a pattern that you say to yourself at least three times a day, God, I'm a freaking idiot, right? Or, oh, I messed that up. Mm -hmm. Like, remember, all of those things build and that inner dialogue becomes your dialogue. So it's interesting. And then the way we talk to other people too, are we really addressing what's going on or are we projecting that onto other people? So it really does, as far as self-compassion, so people are always like wanting to understand the reasons why or wanting to be able to dive in and control things. Well, you can control this. (laughs) I know. You can control everything and anything, everyone. That's what she'll tell you. It's in your bubble of control and so this is an area right maybe if you can't control some of your symptoms or traumas or things that have happened in the past but you can control how you talk to yourself so you can do this you just have to be willing to put in the work the next thing that's a really powerful thing um is writing yourself a letter yes okay um it it can feel strange trust me i'm a letter junkie like i really am and like probably because gifts are sort of like gifts are my main love language but a letter or a card or or something like that's gonna hit home in ways that like I don't know I just love it because I can reread them um and even just writing a letter to yourself yes. um so it might feel strange but put you know comforting words in there as to where you want to see yourself so I had the ladies do this at LeClaire and then mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna send them all I'm not gonna say when yes. um so that I had them all write a letter to themselves and then I'm gonna send it to them um so that they can read it and hopefully you know they're it's, accomplishing some of their yeah, goals and or jump things. starts a little rethink yep. if they need it yep. and, and yeah. so the nice way to start with this is to start your week writing yourself a letter like what you want for that week what are your intentions right we yeah. 
done an episode on intentions. What are my intentions for this week with being compassionate? And that's a good way to start if you're nervous about journaling Mm -hmm. as well. Like, you don't have to set the goal of journaling every day. Maybe your journal is this letter, Mm -hmm. you know, on Monday, and then you're rereading it Sunday, and then you're rewriting one Monday. Mm -hmm. You know, smaller steps can sometimes be helpful. Or even, you know, sending a letter to somebody else Mm -hmm. and just be like, hey, I've been thinking about you. Because, like, with this pandemic, like, even more it's highlighted how much we crave connection. I mean, we should have already known this by now or those different types of things. But losing that has been a struggle for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So connecting on that different letter. Like, for Valentine's Day, those cards, that was fun. You know what I mean? It was a connection in a way that we wouldn't have done before had we not been through. Well, I guess we could have maybe done it. But But we probably wouldn't have thought. We probably would have thought of, like, your favorite thing is to make those valentine's boxes yes work. that's yeah. what you that's what you want to do now. or when trick-or-treating or had a halloween party or a halloween a valentine's party yes where, that would have been true i really enjoy yeah. those types of things but yeah so starting with yourself setting your intentions and writing that letter can be a great way to kind of kick this off um developing a mantra or a phrase i know i've been working on this because she's freaking asked me the last like month what's your mantra what's your phrase liz you got a mantra and a phrase and i don't um but i did find one and then I bought a sign so I can put it in my office so that when I'm sitting at my desk mm-hmm. I can see it and it's I can and I will. Oh, So like that's it. it. That's okay. what I chose. Well, that's what you chose. I like yep. it. Okay. So when coming up with a mantra or a phrase think of something that it, it's going to challenge you but it's also going to comfort you at the same time and it's also again I have to preface this it's not going to work every freaking time but it's there. So like for me in between sessions I got to lock it up. Right? I mm-hmm. got about 10 10 minutes in between to go to the bathroom, do this, and about to flip the script into this next person. So when you have heavier sessions, right, in or every session, I have to be very cognizant of like secondary trauma and all of those things. It's nice to have that mantra to look at and then to kind of help me navigate into the yes. next one, like Caitlin. So mine is never let them see you sweat. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so with that, I can use that phrase and then I can, that is a way for me to shift gears, right? Because in my job, I really have to compartmentalize, right? Yeah. So like I can have six sessions in a row. I need Mm -hmm. to be on for all of them, but I also need to be compassionate with myself and realize that I'm a human in between. So I need to use my self-care components in between. So, um, but you can find your... Your phrase or your mantra it could be a song, a lyric from a song. It could be something, but anything that resonates with you. And this is to, for you to listen to your intuition and find something um, that would feel good. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously gratitude, which we kind of talked yes. about. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I I said in our last thing that we're doing, I gratitude is okay for me, but to make it easier and to realize I don't have to be so grandiose about my gratitude, I did get that book where it starts off with like nature things. And Mm -hmm. then it goes to like, there's five different categories that you kind of go through to like really realize like, maybe I am thankful for the sunset and here is why. And here are all the feelings that I associate it with it that are positive. And it just reminds you of simple little things like Mm -hmm. the wind or spring fresh air you know, or the winter snow and memories and good things. And it can bring back, you know, negative things. But I think it Mm -hmm. then flips the script of like, well, I'm focusing on the good of this. Right. So, yeah. I love all of it. 
Yep. Um, well, and I think when working at, so we're talking about self-compassion, right? Kind of under that umbrella of self-care. But I also think like there's so many areas, it's not just one, um, but it's self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-care, self-compassion, self-forgiveness, yeah. <laughs> self-trust, self-esteem, self-expression, self-empowerment, self-respect, self-pleasure, and self-worth, which all has one word in it, right? Which yes. all goes back to self. Yes. And so focusing on yourself is key. Just yes. figuring out how to go about it is these other areas. Yes. Then, um, so a, a DBT skill that I, uh, a lot of people, um, I work with them on when learning this is the stop. Okay. <laughs> it's like a stop sign if you can imagine it. And then it's it. an acronym. Then. Yeah. Yes. Um, DBT, that's all it is. <laughs> I'm like, it's like alphabet soup when you get into psychology and I don't even know because I'm like reading things wrong all the time. But it's basically stop, don't react, uh, take a step back right um the o is observe and then proceed mindfully um so that's you can literally look that one up that's very common and that's for you to use with your emotions so right if you're having negative self-talk or if you're feeling something negative or you're really working in that emotional side of your brain right this is the thing that they want you to remember mm-hmm. to use, but you find that it's helpful with your clients. Yeah, and because it's that. like short, sweet, and to the point. So okay. stop, right? Yes. <laughs> stop. Yeah. In the name, think of about love. it, observe, no, and then those different things. And there's yes. another thing that I work with people on, um, and it's letting go of the emotional suffering. Um, this is through mindfulness. This activity um, is also DBT. But the one thing I'll tell you from this activity is really recognizing that you are not your emotion. Yeah. <laughs> So I have the feeling of anxiety rather than I am anxiety. I have the feeling of loneliness, right, rather than I am loneliness. Those are two different things. And so when I work with people, I try to get them to remember that as well. We do this activity. And again, I have the feeling of blank, not that I am blank. It's a powerful way to reflip that script. And so some people will actually write that down too. We'll write this. I have the feeling of blank, but then flipping it would be, I am. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, definitely. Well, I mean, emotions have a name, right? They're Mm -hmm. not like Caitlin, Caitlin this, Caitlin that. And don't judge it. Practice your willingness with your emotion (laughs) and then radically accept your emotion. So this is all the bread and butter of DBT. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's all I really have to say um, as far as self-compassion. Again, it's one piece of the puzzle, but it's an important piece of the puzzle, as they all are. Um, And this one, you can really control it. You just have to learn how to, and you have to practice it, and you are worth it. And have to give yourself the forgiveness and continue to practice. Yes, give yourself some grace. Grace. And as one of my clients said, what the heck does that even mean? (laughs) (laughs) Give yourself grace. Yeah. Listen here, lady. Like, well, and then of course, like, well, what do you think it means? Like, she said, I love Caitlin. Um, but yeah, yeah. so must be working on self compassion then. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's good. Awesome. Well, email us, uh, Instagram us. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know if there's anything else you'd like to listen to. Once again, Nicole. One's for you. Now you get to work on all the compassion and teach all your friends about it and (laughs) all of it. So, thank you guys. See ya. Bye. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to us and hope that you learned a few things. The importance of mental health issues continues to grow, and we hope we shed some light on topics that are important to you while also fucking some shit up. (laughs) 
Alright, let us know what topics you would want to learn more about and email us at teatimepsycho at gmail.com. Again, that's teatimepsycho at gmail.com. Thank, Thank you. you.